Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino presents Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless. This is 5G done right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Pick up any of our award-winning sauces on the way home tomorrow night at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, home of Bar Canada, a north-of-the-border home, Las Vegas style. Roger Klein's Cane Ultra Smooth. By M. And by Summer Skates. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by the D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Rob Rothfarb. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, professional hockey fans as it may be. This is Monday, which means it's professional hockey. It's also a little bit early because there's hockey games going on, and um, Rob's going to go on assignment here shortly. So uh, Scott Strandy joining you today from beautiful Colorado. Uh, I am in Blackhawk, Colorado, about 8,350 feet above sea level. And uh, my co-host, I'm sure, out in beautiful uh, Southern California, Hey, hey, Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm at the in the parking lot of the Honda Center, and I am waiting for the goals <laughs> versus the uh, the rain to start. Uh, so uh, it's about 70 degrees here in Southern California in Anaheim, and uh, looking forward to uh, the home and home, the back end of the home and home between the rain and the goals. Podcast from the parking lot. We're going to start that. I think that's a cool thing to have. Podcast from the parking lot. <laughs> hey, that's that could be a segment. We could interview fans. <laughs> <laughs> Grab them in the parking lot and have them sit in your car and talk hockey. I love it. Okay, so so you're seeing a, a, a final exhibition game um, tomorrow. Things start for real. Uh, Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay first, followed by the Seattle Kraken at the Vegas Golden Knights. So um, I was hoping tonight we'd have a guest. Unfortunately, um, uh, Brinson Pashnuk has uh, a team uh, meeting and game to prepare for coming up uh, with the uh, San Jose Barracudas. And no Brinson tonight, but we'll catch up with him again. Um, So I I told Rob, I said, let's just start talking about – uh, the teams we have in the Pacific Division, both NHL and AHL, let's talk about who made rosters, who didn't make rosters, and uh, and, and let's just have a little roundtable between the two of us, and hopefully our listeners will enjoy um, our yammering. <laughs> uh, if you if you ask Paul, he'll probably say it is yammering, but uh, there's there's a lot of excitement, a lot of excitement in Southern California, and I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, the San Diego version of this home and home, uh, because it was, uh, pretty loud in, in, uh, Ontario the other night. So I'm curious to see how, uh, Honda, Honda Center is going to sound tonight. 
Yeah, I hear you. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I was in Colorado, had the opportunity to uh, to see the uh, Colorado Eagles and the San Jose Barracuda in game two of their uh, two-game exhibi- exhibition series. Um, I missed the Passionucks. Both of them played on Saturday night. I saw the Sunday game, so I didn't get to see either one of them in game action. But I got a really good look at some really good Colorado Eagles players and got a few minutes uh, with the guy that was the number one star and scored uh, two goals, uh, Alex Bukaj, um, who was a third-round pick of the uh, Avalanche in 2019, I believe. And uh, it was kind of funny because he was telling me, he said, yeah, this is the first time I've, I've played two games here uh, in this building. And I said, so you're getting used to playing in the Quebec Major Junior League um, like he did for, for four years. A little different. I said, are you getting used to Colorado yet? He goes, well, I'm still in a hotel, so not too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's unfortunate because uh, uh, when you're a rookie and when you're young like that, sometimes they do. They put you up in a hotel because they don't, want, they don't know where you want to live. They don't know where, where, the, uh, where, where uh, the good places are going to be at the time. You know, with, that are interested in a young, you know, single guy. Maybe he's a young married couple type of thing. So a lot of things factor into that. So sometimes you get stuck at a hotel. Okay, so let, let's jump in. Let, let's start right with the Arizona Coyotes because they had a, a release out uh, late today. Um, and I think some people were surprised. I know I was surprised again because they've been talking about Barrett Hayton now for three seasons. And uh, yet he's a final cut and heads to Tucson, at least to start the season, along with Ryan McGregor announced today. So that I'm sure um, has to be disappointing for Barrett. He's worked so hard and come al- so far along that it's uh, it's really shocking that uh, he doesn't get the uh, the opportunity again. But, um, you know, I guess, I guess that's what it is. I mean, you bring a guy like uh, Alex Galchenyuk back in on a one-year deal and a veteran that he is, and um, he holds down the spot. Uh, a little earlier in the week, they uh, they made some other um, roster moves, assigning team uh, guys to uh, uh, Tucson, including two goaltenders. Um, the one that they got in the trade, I'm going to start with the name, Yosef Kornar, <laughs> or uh, uh, let's just go with that. Um, he, got, he got sent down. Ivan Prostovev, who their big uh, Russian prospect, um, Giannis Jerome Moser, uh, a defenseman, Jan Yenik, who had another great camp, uh, doesn't make it, and, and Russian uh, forward Vladislav Kualachonk uh, also went to Tucson. So a lot of things um, to happen in that. Rob, I don't know if you had a chance to uh, to see anything on the, uh, the Hockeyville experience that the Coyotes had, but uh, did you see any of that or just hear about it? No, no, but uh... – Speaking of the, you mentioned the Coyotes. I was reading a local, meaning local to New York, because I was reading up on the some of the Rangers stuff. Uh, and this is what he said: Not that there's much more to all to recommend the Coyotes still wandering through the desert after all these years as a credible threat to the established order, while rummaging through the off-season bargaining bin at the bulk store and presenting one of the weakest goaltending tandems in memory. Yeah, how in the world could you go from having arguably the best <laughs> goaltending tandem in the NHL to having uh, the worst in, in, as they say, recent memory. Now, uh, Carter Hutton is going to have to stand on his head. And, um, <laughs> and big time. <laughs> you, you know, I really don't know how they're going to do it, but um, 
I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. They went and played Dallas in Hockeyville at El Paso, and I thought it was really cool. Paul and I had uh, the owner of the El Paso Rhinos on, um, and if you're not familiar with the Craft Hockeyville experience, it's a $150,000 uh, award, a gift award that they give out to a, a team that's worthy of, of getting um, – you know, some upgrades into their building, and certainly the Rhinos did. But to, to have NHL players there in that building was was pretty cool, and, and that's really great for the Southwest, if you ask me. Uh, Arizona um, uh, took it on the chin, that one, a 6-3 uh, loss to the um, Dallas Stars in that one, but just a chance to go there and uh, and be a part of it. Anytime, you know, at the Field of Dreams in baseball, anytime you're able to be part of something special like that, something that doesn't happen all the time. That's, that's like a once a season. Uh, I think every season now they do it. I, I, I know what you're talking about now because it's, it's through youth hockey and stuff like that, and they try to uh, refurbish a, an old rink uh, to keep it going in, in that city. Uh, so anytime you, you're a part of something like that, it's definitely special. And, and when you bring the NHL guys out, you're going to bring the fans out. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the uh, at the Arizona roster because that's where we started. Um, you know, there's some some notable names of Phil Kessel, Clayton Keller, Christian Fisher, Louis Erickson, uh, Lawson Krause, Jay Beagle, um, Johan Larson, who had a really good last year, Andrew Ladd, of course, from the Islanders, Antoine Roussel came over in the trade, Nick Schmaltz. So there's some guys there. Um, I just don't know if they have uh, if they have enough. To uh, to do battle in the central division and defensively, um, Shane Gostaspier uh, is going to be okay, I think. Uh, Jacob Shikran, obviously, uh, uh, they wanted Ilya Labushkin back, the big Russian defenseman. They got him back. Uh, they got Connor Timmins in that uh, trade with uh, the Avalanche, and Anton Strahlman has been pretty good. So, I think if you get all the way to the goaltending, Rob, that, that's where things start to come apart for you. Well, they're going to have to do everything they can to keep the puck away from their goaltender uh, because they, either that or win nine, eight games because their goaltender is definitely their weakest uh, part of their team right now. They've got some good veterans. They've got some good young kids. I'm a big fan of Anton, Anton Stroman. He was a Ranger at one time, and when he went to Tampa as a free agent, I was upset. I, I didn't want them to lose him because he's such a solid defenseman that can move the puck, and he also could play in his own end. Yeah, absolutely. And they had him playing, I know, some preseason games with uh, Shane Gostaspier, who uh, uh, that looked to be a pretty solid uh, combination in my estimation. But, um, okay, so where do we want to go next? you want to jump over to Anaheim and see that, or do you want to go through Colorado? Where do you want to head next, Rob? You, your choice. Uh, well, you're in Colorado. Let's go to Colorado. Okay. Colorado uh, Avalanche it is. And when you talk about Avalanche, um, guess where you start with the Avalanche? <laughs> um, Nathan uh, McKinnon? They're, McKinnon? They're big up front. Nathan McKinnon, <laughs> correct. Um, you you got to start with him. But you also got to look at, at their defensive core. And as much as Arizona is going to struggle, I think, and we think, with, uh, with goaltending, uh, that should not be the problem. Um, knock on wood if you can find it, if you're an Avalanche fan, uh, with the uh, – um, the Avalanche is here with Darcy Kemper coming in in a trade, and uh, they have Jonas Johansson uh, still on the roster, and, and Pavel Frankus uh, actually suffered an injury, which might keep him up a month. So who knows? But that's what they've been missing 
is a uh, very dependable goaltender. Not not to say that Philip Grubauer wasn't dependable, at least in the regular season, but is Darcy Kemper the guy that's going to put the avalanche over the top? Well, the, the Colorado Avalanche are banking on it. They they went out and they signed him so that they so they targeted him uh, as who they thought would be the missing piece because, as you know, it starts with Kale McCarr on defense, but you have Eric Johnson back there, Curtis McDermott. You have uh, and they just signed Jack Johnson. Uh, so you know, any team Jack Johnson on is on is going to have a tough is a tough team to play against. Uh, but I just think that. Uh, Colorado is another team that you might have to look at as winning nine, eight games because you just don't know night in and night out if you're going to get that goaltender. Well, and the thing with Colorado, though, they, they don't tend to give up a lot of shots. Their defensive core is really solid at, at keeping shots either uh, off the net or uh, at least keeping the shooters wide and not giving them high-quality chances. But a couple of guys that I want to talk about quickly on the uh, Avalanche roster – are guys that uh, made the jump from the Colorado Eagles. And I'm talking about Alex Newhook, who uh, played just a few games last year and then made the jump this year. And, of course, Sample Ranta, uh, one of the last guys to make the roster. Another Finnish star, played at the University of Minnesota. I had a chance to watch him play there on the NCAA side. And then uh, saw him play about uh, half a dozen to a dozen games uh, for the Avalanche last year. And, for him to make that roster right now with the lineup that uh, the Avalanche have, wow, um, that that's saying something, I think. Well, I'm looking at Alex Newhook, who's a center, and if you look at the down the middle uh, with with uh, McKinnon and with uh, Nazem Kadri, you know they're they're pretty stacked down the middle. And for a 20 year old to make the uh, the roster as a center, uh, I just hope he's not hindered by playing third and fourth line minutes. Uh, if that's what he's going to do. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting where they put him and if they put him on specialty teams and things like that. So um, the Avalanche, of course, back in the Central Division again this year, and um, always a favorite to win the Stanley Cup, always a favorite to win their division. doesn't matter what division they're in. Um, They're just so um, deep and talented from top to bottom. So we'll see what happens. Of course, it always comes down to health defensively, they, they are going to keep uh, Bowen Byram, their uh, prized rookie last year, um, that's really uh, done a fantastic job at acclimating himself to the NHL, and we'll look forward to seeing Bowen as well as he uh, he moves his way through the uh, roster. But your thoughts on, on that goaltending again one more time? Darcy Kemper going to be strong enough to get them over the top this year? Uh, you know what? For the, for the Avalanche's sake, let's hope so because they have so much talent that I don't know if they could keep this group together if they have another failed playoffs. Yeah, I, I think that would be a definite question. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so so where do you want to go next? You want to go to Anaheim and see what's going yeah, on over there? Let's let's go to Anaheim since I'm sitting in the parking lot of uh, <laughs> Honda Center. Uh, because, honestly, the biggest difference between the two Southern California teams, the, King, the Ducks, who I'm going to talk about, and the Kings – uh, is their young stars. I think the goals are going to be gutted a little bit because I think you're going to see some of the guys that uh, played last year at the end of the season won't be there this year. And I'm talking about Trevor Zegras. I'm talking about Jamie Drysdale, uh, Max Comtos. Uh, I mean, guys like that, I don't think that, I think they're going to be getting there every shot with the big club. And Anaheim's either going to re- do really well because the kids are going to step up or they'll struggle and maybe they'll get sent down. But I, they're going to go with the youth right now. 
Yeah, I, I think you're uh, you're totally right on that. And like they should. I think they need to start playing those guys and see what they have. Um, I'm looking at the roster now, and I don't know if I can confirm this or not. I'm just looking at what Anaheim's got in the roster. But um, young Mason McTavish is on mm-hmm. the uh, on the squad. Yeah. Did he actually make the squad? As, as far as I know, he did. I, I was surprised as well. I mean, I was looking at the defense. There, there's defense. Uh, Drysdale is the only one. That's born, I think, in in the '90s or or 2000s. I think, or or from '95 above, because everybody else is like '91, '90, '92. So they're a very veteran-laden defense. And Jamie Drysdale is going to get a, a chance to pick some of these guys' brains and, and have a chance to play with these guys and learn a lot during that time. So unlike the Kings, like I said, the Ducks are really going for that youth movement this year and saying it's going to be a sink or swim year uh, with the kids. Okay, so let's transition that over to the AHL team, the Gulls. You already mentioned that. If uh, they're, they're going to lose some of those guys that they counted on, and Zegers and Drysdale and, and may, maybe even a Mason McTavish might have been on that roster and um, gone down the list. But um, So how does that affect the, the Gulls? Well, it affects them a lot because guys like Jacob Parole and uh, Brayden Tracy, uh, O'Regan, Lamogus, they're going to have to really step up where maybe they were going to be third and fourth line guys. Now they're going to be second and third line guys expected to do a lot more uh, per game. Well, Daniel Regan used to play or played last season with the Henderson Silver Knights and uh, uh, Ken Bolke, who we've had on the show from Sinbin.Vegas. I always like to call him Daniel Gretzky. So keep your eye on him this year, uh, Rob, because he's got a lot of skills and uh, he is worthy of a, a top line certainly a top six for the San Diego Gulls. So, okay, to the uh, Ducks and their goaltending. Uh, John Gibson's still there. Is John Gibson going to still be there after the trade deadline? Um, who knows, right? He may be in Colorado. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Stir the pot. Just stir the pot right now. Get everything going from the bottom up. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, well, you have to start from the goaltending out. So, you, you know, you start from the bottom up when you start it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's all going to depend on how this team comes together. Um, does the, in your estimation, do the Ducks have a shot at a playoff spot in the Pacific? Uh, you know what? Anything could happen when, you, when you're playing with kids. Because uh, unlike the situation where I was going to point out with the Coyotes, you have a lot of veterans that know night in and night out, they're not going anywhere. Will they show up every night? They don't have to prove much uh, until, until the trade deadline where they might have to uh, be on display for another team. But these young kids night in and night out have something to prove. So the young hungry kids, if they're stepping up and they're playing well, might be able to you know, put them in a playoff position. They do have good goaltending. I mean, John Gibson's a solid goaltender. He, he's better than probably half the league. Uh, goaltenders. He's a solid goaltender and, and could be a number one on just about any team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's go across down to your other team that you have to uh, keep your eye on, and that's the organization, I should say, of the LA Kings and the uh, Ontario Reign. Um, any surprises uh, to you, Rob, on the uh, roster of the LA Kings to start things off? Uh, yeah. Turcotte. Turcotte's on, on the rain, but they uh, with the injury to Byfield, they're, it seems like they're bringing up Kupari. So it just is, it's just 
a situation where is, what does Turk have to do? When I, when I saw the Kings versus the Kings, uh, he was flying. He was out, out, absolutely flying that game and looked like one of the better ones on the ice. Him and Kempe. Uh, so I don't know what Turk has to do to crack that lineup, but he's, he's got to be wondering what he has to do also. Yeah, and of course the uh, the injury to Quentin Byfield, uh, what a week ago, a little over a week ago, um, yeah. that that was just that was devastating because that that's not the easiest of injuries to come back on. I mean, I know uh, once you get it the surgery and you get rehabbed and you pack it in a skate, uh, it, it's easier than maybe a knee. But goodness gracious, one shot uh, that you take another time on that ankle, you're gonna feel it, boy. You will oh, feel yeah. it. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I don't understand what the Kings are doing. You would think that they would they would uh, go with the same route as, duck, as the Ducks. They've got enough veterans there that could really uh, take some of these kids under their wing and, and bring them along. And, and to just bring up one, I know there was one other one that they, that they were bringing up, and I can't remember offhand who it was uh, along with uh, Kupari. Uh, but why not give Turk out a chance? Uh, he he looked like he's done everything right when I've seen him play. Uh, why is he still with the rain? Yeah, good point. Um, one thing we do know, they are uh, leaning heavily on their uh, their new one of their newest acquisitions in Victor Arvidsson. Um, what does Victor have to do, and what kind of role is he going to be placed in for the Kings this year? Uh, I, I kind of think he isn't he kind of like a Dustin Brown. You know, isn't he? You know, brings. <laughs> yeah, up, bring, I was thinking the same thing. You got two of them now, uh, yeah, and they're I both mean, getting up there in years. Exactly. I, I was at first. I was thinking a young Dustin Brown. I'm like, mm, they're kind of the same age ish. So yeah, I mean, well, they, yeah, they, they, he he is. <laughs> in all fairness, he he is nine years younger uh, than than uh, Dustin Brown. But I think it's because he's been in the league so long. He just feels yeah. like he's older. But yeah, uh, yeah. what do they expect okay. out of him? Uh, did they expect a, a Dustin Brown role? They, I, I kind of think they do. I think they kind of expect uh, first line minutes uh, and first line scoring. I think they they're paying him decent money. Uh, he he comes with with a wealth of experience, and he's and he's one of those guys that that's a sniper. But you know, again, can he get it get up every night when he knows the Kings aren't going too many places? Okay, and defensively, of course, you're going to lean on Drew Doughty, and of course, Mikey Anderson starting to make his uh, his name known. He's a former Bulldog, by the way. Um, and uh, and uh, they have the youngster Tobias Bjornfot. Is that how you say it, Bjornfot? Um, uh, Tobias sure. uh, from Sweden. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so they're going to lean heavily on him, but man, he's a 2001 birth year. <laughs> that puts him at about 20 years old, just over well, 20 years old right now. There, there's there's a few kids like that uh, out there that that are young kids that that are cracking the NHL rosters and it's and it's nice to see and and the Kings are the Kings are a heavy team they're a heavy team to play against they're a bigger team they're a physical team uh, so a team like that is the perfect type of team for him to come up with because he could be physical and not be the only one doing it he could be physical and have other people behind him so he could play his game and not worry about you know, being having to carry the load. He could just be just another cog in the wheel. Okay, so the question there is, is twofold. Number one, what does that do to the Ontario rain? Well, obviously, Turk got there. That can't hurt him. Uh, but um, 
and so that's part one. Part two is uh, can the Kings find that uh, playoff spot in the Pacific and Western Conference? I think for the Kings, uh, it will really determine be determined by Cal Peterson. How well does Cal Peterson take to the number one role, and how well does Jonathan Quick take to being mentor to Peterson? Is he c- totally comfortable for, with playing maybe 25 games in a season and being that mentor for Peterson? And how well does Peterson play in his first extended role? I think that that you have to look at is really uh, under the microscope as the key to the team season is how well Peterson handles the the um, additional minutes he's going to ha- have and mentally is can he get up every night? Yeah, that, and that's always a test, especially for guys that are, are given a different role. Uh, Cal Peterson's been there for a little while now, so he, he kind of understands it. And I think Jonathan Quick understands his role now, too. I mean, uh, um, Cal Peterson, eight years younger. so yeah. uh, But they're almost the identical goaltender, aren't they? They're both 6'1". They're both right around 200 pounds. Uh, Jonathan Quick a little over and Cal Peterson a little under. But style-wise, is it fair to say they're fairly similar? They both are athletic, and they both rely on their quickness. Yeah, absolutely. Quickness and positioning. Okay, let's do this, Rob. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and dig into uh, some more teams. That that takes care of four of our teams, and boy, we got a stack of them, folks. We got a bunch to go yet. Uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Derek Stevens. Download your new sports betting app with Circus Sports. Get 24-7 access to a dynamic sports betting menu, including props, futures, cross-sport parlays, in-game wagering, and more. Sign up for the mobile wagering app at CircusSports.com. Then visit one of our downtown Las Vegas sportsbooks at the D or the Golden Gate to activate and fund your mobile wagering account. Learn more at CircusSports.com. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? I can't 
wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by our friends at the D Las Vegas Hotel, Resort, Casino, everything that you want right on the corner of Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas. A happening hotspot all the time. And uh, just down Fremont Street is a circle. That's also uh, owned by our good friend uh, Derek Stevens. So um, get over to Vegas, check it out. Scott Scrandy with you from Colorado, high in the Rocky Mountains at uh, Blackhawk, Colorado tonight. And uh, my co-host, Rob Rothbard, is camped out in the parking lot at the uh, Honda Center. So let's get back into it. Let's start talking about some more teams. Let's start, uh, or let's not start. How about we just go to uh, to Anaheim and see what's going on in Anaheim? Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, we already got Anaheim. Let's go to, yeah, let's go gonna, to uh, San Jose. How about that? <laughs> we, could, we could do the Sharks. And, and okay, let's with, do the Sharks. The sharks so, uh, everything with the Sharks obviously revolves around Evander Kane. What's going to happen with Evander Kane? Boy, and why do we have to keep talking about that, Rob? I mean, it, couldn't this just settle itself over the uh, the off season? But man, he just keeps popping up every time we talk about something. Uh, and how, how much of a distraction is that going to be if there is no resolution? And there certainly doesn't appear to be before they open the season. Well, this that was my point in bringing it up. Everyone on that team, everyone on that roster, has to answer that question every single day, every after every practice, after every game. They have to answer that question. So that's why I, I was bringing it up because that's how many times that uh, these guys are going to have to deal with it. And it's how they handle that will be the determining factor of how well of a season they have. And we know their roster. They have some seasoned veterans. Um, you know, there's no doubt about that when you talk about a Thomas, Tomas Hurdle, I should say, and you talk about Timo Meyer, and um, you go down the list. Logan but. Couture. Yeah, Logan Couture. We don't want to miss that. But here's some names I'm going to throw at you that I'm surprised are on this roster, and maybe maybe one or two of these might find their way back to junior teams. But their number one pick, William Eklund, is on the roster right now. Is it just for the eight games, or is he uh, going to make it uh, a long-term stay in San Jose? A lot of these teams like to use that eight-game trial period. I think that I think you're going to see it uh, unless he shows something tremendous. I think that it's going to be the eight game, and then he's going to be back to the uh, AHL or the juniors. And probably the same thing for uh, Czech sensation uh, Adam Raska, uh, who is also listed on the roster. Um, he probably will uh, uh, will be sent down to somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, unless they show something that they deserve to stay there and take another uh, guy's place, 
But th- these teams really don't like to get kicking that clock. They really let that uh, wait to, before that clock kicks in on those entry level contracts. So uh, I think they, that eight game uh, is going to be used to the max. Okay, and then uh, one again that uh, I'm familiar with, Jasper Weatherby from the University of North Dakota, a Portland, Oregon native, a six four center, uh, certainly can't hurt. Um, he's been around now for a little while. He's a 98 birth year, so he's not like uh, a 2000, but um, Jasper might make that roster and stay there. Well, he's a big body, and the Sharks like to play that big, heavy game. So if he could show something early, I think he has a chance to stick around. Okay, and then uh, Santiri Hatka, uh, another Finnish uh, defenseman. Um, who knows? He's he's there. Uh, will he stay there? Nobody knows. Uh, he's got a defensive role, and we certainly would like to see Brinson Pashnuk take that spot if he uh, if he moves on, or they send him back down after eight games. So we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes. But defensively, um, man, they lean on uh, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson a whole heck of a lot. And, of course, Mark Edward uh, Vlasic. So with those three anchoring it, um, there's a lot of pressure on them too, isn't it? Well, yeah. When we had Sheng on, uh, he was talking about uh, Vlasic having a – if he has a rebound type of year, you could really see Brett Burns being opened up more and even Eric Carlson maybe. Okay, and here's here's the thing for San Jose, and why do we always end up here? We end up in the goaltending department, but uh, <laughs> they acquired Aiden Hill, and they paid Aiden Hill. Uh, they got James Reimer. Um, I think Aiden's listed as a starter, um, but h- how how much are they going to be dependent on their goaltending uh, to give them a shot at a playoff spot? Well, if they don't make improvements on last year, it will be a lot. And Aiden Hill's going to have to step up, and uh, he's going to have – he'll probably face maybe as many shots as he did with the Coyotes last year, but uh, he's going to face rubber. He's going to uh, face a lot of shots, and, and he's going to have an increased role with San Jose because Reimer's going to want to play. So he's going to have to show up every night to fend off Reimer. Uh, I don't think Reimer's going to accept just playing 20, 25 games for a season. So Aiden Hill's going to have to bring it every night, and he's going to have to show he could be a number one goaltender. Well, I had a chance to see the Barracuda, of course, their affiliate. And uh, when I saw the Barracuda, it was it's kind of hard uh, to tell in, in a back-to-back situation, especially in preseason. But um, they, they got worked over pretty good by, by Colorado. And I don't know. Um, their goaltending uh, is pretty solid at the AHL level, but I just don't know if they've got the horses uh, up front. We'll find out. And, of course, Steen Pashnik will be one of those horses. And uh, right now, Brinson will be on defense. So two ASU uh, grads will be uh, in the lineup for the Barracuda as they start their season. So as a typical question, can the Sharks crack the Pacific Division and get a shot at a, uh, a playoff berth? Well, it will, it will see how the youth blends with the veterans. Uh, see what happens with the Evander Kane situation. and Because if he, if he could come back, he could help that team. And he could make that team a better team than they are right now. So it, there's a lot of what-ifs with the Sharks, and it starts from the goaltending out. Okay, so let's take a trip up north, and let's get our three Canadian teams in, um, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, and then we'll close things up with the uh, – the opening night matchup between Seattle and Vegas. So uh, I see how you uh, did that. Spend... <laughs> you what? 
I saw you did that, how you were leaving those two because it was the opening night matchup. Gotcha. Yeah, well, uh, sometimes I sometimes I uh, I find a nut like uh, the the blind squirrel. The blind squirrel. And, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I find one and I stumble. I thought into that was Paul. Uh, <laughs> the nut part, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's it's bald. So. <laughs> oh my goodness, you are in so much trouble. I'm just uh, I'm just egging you on, so I'm equally in trouble now. Okay, Probably. let's go up to Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver okay, we'll head to Vancouver brings their, uh, Vancouver brings their uh, AHL affiliate to Abbotsford, makes it much much closer. Um, and Vancouver's got talent, Rob. Why, why can't they put it together? Why can't they uh, get something done? I mean, uh, isn't it time? Well, well, first of all, they have more talent now. They got a couple of the fire sales from Arizona that of their better parts in Connor Garland and Oliver King Larson. Uh, so they do. They do have talent. But you know what? Vancouver is also one of those teams that, that couldn't stay healthy. They needed to stay healthy and keep their guys on the ice because they weren't deep. They, uh, they weren't very deep. Uh, in the minor league system, they weren't deep. Uh, if they got a couple of their key guys hurt, and it really relies on Pedersen. How healthy is Pedersen, and can he really uh, come back to what he was doing a couple of years ago? And Brock Besner, you know, can he continue taking the ascension that he's been taking? Yeah, I think, and you know, Connor Garland's going to be an addition there. He's going to be one of the guys that are going to drive him. Uh, uh, Bo Horvat uh, still driving the bus too. Um, JT Miller, we never know what you're going to get out of JT. Uh, I like Tanner Pearson there. I think he's going to be a good fit. Um, I also look defensively, and uh, I'm curious to see how Oliver Ekman Larson plays in uh, in Vancouver. Is is it going to be nice to have the pressure of the captaincy and a uh, an organization that struggled to say the least off his shoulders? Is he going to become the Oliver Ekman Larson of maybe five six years ago? You know what? I'm excited to see how he plays because not only uh, does he not have to worry about the captaincy, but uh, is he really going to play first line minutes? He, he'll probably maybe he may be on the first line power play with Quinn Hughes, but Quinn Hughes is going to be the first line offensive defenseman. So if he's playing a second line role, it takes that much pressure off of him as well because he's not going against the top lines. Let me throw out two names uh, that I think might be. Uh, we know Quinn Hughes, we know Oliver Ekman Larson, but. Um, Two guys that I think are going to make an impact and uh, will help Vancouver earn a playoff spot. I'm already going out there with this. Uh, Tucker Pullman, another uh, University of uh, North Dakota uh, graduate. And uh, and Brad Hunt, a guy that I saw work really, really hard for the Vegas Golden Knights a few years ago. Um, also did great things with the Minnesota Wild the past couple of seasons. And uh, I think those are two defensemen that can be the stay-at-homers for uh, for Quinn Hughes and Oliver Ekman Larson. Well, I'll throw out one more name: Yaroslav Halak. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's going to be a big one. You know, if he he's a he's a tried and true goalie, he's been tested. If he could really anchor that back end, it will take that much more pressure off the defense. And let them be able to be a little bit more maybe freewheeling because you got a couple of guys with Quinn Hughes and Oliver Larson that like to skate the puck up, and if they know that Halak is solid back there, you know that defensive pressure could be really put on. And and I'm going to uh, agree with you, and I think Vancouver makes the playoffs. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Thatcher Demko, you you don't have confidence in Thatcher? You think he's going to be the backup? Uh, you know, I'm I'm not sold on Thatcher Demko. He's I, a San I Diego kid, him. Rob. Come on, stand up for the San I, Diego kid. <laughs> I, I, I I want to, I want to, but why do you bring in Halak? Yeah, exactly. Because you right? don't have full confidence. You don't have full confidence. And of course, uh, so what does that mean for Abbotsford? What does Abbotsford have? Uh, this year that uh, they're going to have. Uh, I think Abbotsford is going to be good. Um, we know our man, uh, uh, Jeff Almer, on the bench there. Yep. We know uh, uh, Ryan Johnson, the GM, over there for Abbotsford. They'll put together a very competitive team. But uh, when you look at the Vancouver roster, I'm not sure what's left in Abbotsford. It seems like everybody's up on the big club. And it looks like that the only way that uh, Abbotsford will really uh, contend for anything is if guys get hurt and have to go do rehab assignments and they can gain points that way. Because I don't, I don't see, I don't see the talent level on Abbotsford like I do on the uh, Canucks roster. Yeah, I agree totally. Okay, um, let's move on over to Calgary. Um, give me your thoughts on Calgary if you can. Uh, they also, I think, will be a playoff team. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, I think they're going to miss Giordano. Uh, I, I would Who, like by to the see, way, uh, was just named captain of captain? the uh, I, I, Seattle Kraken. I didn't Kraken. want to say that. I was wa- I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for us to talk about the Kraken to talk about that. Uh, okay, that's uh, <laughs> no, okay. Uh, we just had to get that out there, being you had it. Okay, go ahead. I, I think I think that they're going to be tougher to play against uh, this season than they had been in seasons before. Uh, I think the addition of Chris Vitanov is going to help. Uh, Milan Lucic, uh, you know, he's got to uh, step it up. But I, I, I think Gujo, it, it, Gujo and Kachuk, what, what do we expect from them? And can they take their games back to where they were? Because, you know, Kachuk started going up and then he just seemed to level off. And uh, Gujo seemed to struggle last year. He didn't have the Johnny Gujo type of season. You know, I'm curious as to where they're going to play uh, Tyler Pitlick, a guy that they got, again, another Minnesota gopher and a Minneapolis, Minnesota kid, young kid, um, you know, so he's a younger kid, I should say. Um, but he uh, he played really well for a Coyotes team that struggled last year, and uh, he's a big centerman, 6'2", 200 pounds, can play up and down the middle. They have Brad Richardson on the roster as well. And now talk about a grizzly uh, vet. Brad Richardson right. would fill that role. Um, right. So, so do they find a center that fits in nicely uh, it, to, to assist, uh, if you will, uh, Johnny Goudreau and um, Matthew Kachuk? And do they find somebody that really does it well? I know Dylan Doobie um, will get a shot. Maybe Blake Coleman. Who knows? But um, that's a key there. I think is how well do their, does their offense perform? Defensively, they're they're pretty solid. I don't think there's any real standouts. Michael Stone um, comes to mind as being one that's pretty good. Uh, Noah Hannafin, I think, is going to be a good player um, on this roster. So uh, defensively, so that leads us where, Rob? Right to the goaltender, right? Yes, it does. It leads us to the goaltending. And, and uh, that's, that is going to be uh, their Achilles heel, I, I think. I mean, I'm just trying to see – who is their, well, their starting goaltender from last year? Markstrom is the guy that they got. Markstrom from and Adam Vancouver. Werner is their backup from uh, Colorado? 
I'm certain uh, that Markstrom will be their starter. You know, he's 6'6", 206, um, played pretty well for Vancouver. I don't think he was a problem in Vancouver. So uh, I think Calgary is pretty happy that they were able to make that uh, that um, transition to get him or the, the whatever it took to get him the, uh, the trade. I think it was a trade, right, that they got, or did they get him yeah, off the and, and again, when, when a guy trades, you know, a goalie that was a former number one, you know, why? You know, what do they what do they know that that you don't know that the acquiring team being Calgary this time? Uh, you know, it, it's Markstrom's team. Uh, so it's how he goes. Will will they go? Uh, but they, they've got a lot of talent around him. Uh, I mean, they could very well be like uh, uh, who you were talking about earlier that that block a lot of shots uh, that don't let a lot of shots through. So if if Calgary is like that then Markstrom doesn't have that much pressure. But, you know, it's how he takes to the, takes to this system, and, and is he the answer? You know, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot, there was, it, was a, it was a lot of uh, wheeling and dealing with the goaltenders this offseason. Okay, so just north of Calgary, about 90 to 100 miles, is the Edmonton Oilers. They've got no offense, so we don't even have to talk about that. Uh, they got yeah, no one. Nobody. Got offense. nobody. <laughs> they might have the two best offensive players in Leon Dreisaitl and, uh, of course, Connor McDavid, um, who, by the way, trained in um, in Arizona again for a while, I hear. Uh, Brendan Perlini um, is a guy that watch out for. Kyle Turris, another guy to watch out for. Um, there, there's some talent there. I don't know if you saw the fight the other night that uh, Zach Cassian took that fall of the ice, but goodness, no, that I was scary. No, but uh, he Zach t- Hyman is, is new to, yes. to the Oilers this season. Yep. Uh, you know, but look, we could we could uh, just skip over the defense and go straight to the goaltending. I mean, is it going to be Mike Smith? Is it going to be Miko <laughs> Koskinen? Is it going to be Stuart Skinner? I mean, is he going to have a chance? Is he going to be sent into the minors? You know, they have Alex Salak, uh, you know, hanging around. You know, Edmonton is like goaltender, uh, they're hoarding the goaltenders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can, can we rephrase that a little bit? They're hoarding goaltenders. They're, ho- or they're hoarding no real solid goaltenders. And no disrespect to any of them, certainly not to Mike Smith. But Mike Smith, um, he's been around a long time. and yes, he has. Uh, and, and while he's very savvy, I just don't know how his athleticism is going to stand up. I know he trains very hard, and, and again, I, I don't want this to be a bashing of Mike Smith, but um, that that's a long season, and when your backups are uh, Koskinen and Stalock, um, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. So, so we do have to touch on their defense. Uh, Tyson Berry um, seems to be a, a solid defenseman for them. They acquired Duncan Keith who's going right. to be a big help. And Darnell right. Nurse is getting paid like a number one defenseman, so uh, I think they're expecting continued big things out of him. Oscar Clefboom is uh, is also a pretty solid defenseman. So defensively and the forward-wise, I, I, you know, I think Edmonton makes the playoffs. Can they go anywhere? Um, they'll go as far as their goaltending, right? I agree. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think that uh, – remember – they're, the Euler defensemen are defensemen by name or position only. They're more offensive defensemen. Every one of them uh, that you just named, they're all about the offense. And, yes, they can play defense, but they're more looking to push the puck and push the rush 
than they are to prevent the rush. So uh, it's how their goaltending holds up. Edmonton is a run-and-gun type of team. They've always been that way. Uh, they base everything on speed. And, you know, will one of the uh, harem of goaltenders uh, be able to stand out and become the number one? <laughs> I didn't expect that, but, yeah, okay. Um, uh, so, anyway, as we look at uh, we look at Edmonton, of course, their team, their AHL affiliate, the Bakersfield Condors, won the Pacific Division last year. Very, very strong. Um, how do they stack up? I think they stack up extremely well because I don't think uh, a lot of their players are going to get a sniff at the, uh, the big-time roster unless there's injuries. I agree. I think that they're going to be a lot of, like they were. They're going to be hard to play against. They're going to be grizzled veterans. They're going to get good goaltending. And they're going to win a lot of close games. And they're going to, they know how to win. And they're going to be one of the teams to beat in the uh, Pacific Division, in the AHL. Okay, so that leaves us with two teams left. The uh, aforementioned uh, Seattle Kraken. And, of course, they're opening their season, their first ever season, against the Vegas Golden Knights. So let's go right to Seattle. What does Seattle okay. have? We know they have a captain now. We know we have uh, two uh, uh, assistant captains. Uh, let's start with the offense there. What does uh, Coach Dave Haxtell have? You know, uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, Yanni Gord is going to get a chance to uh, maybe be a first liner with Jordan Eberle. Uh, you know, who's who's is uh, Jaden Schwartz the uh, left wing on that line? Is Jarrett McCann? Well, they have wing? Schwartz listed as a center uh, and Eberle right wing. And um, who do they have as left wing? Um, yeah, I don't know how they, they they don't have a lot of left wings listed on this. Uh, Brandon Tanov is one of them. Um, Jared McCann is another left winger. Right. Um, Marcus Johansson is a left winger. But I think some of these guys that they have listed as center uh, are going to play left wing as well. At least I hope so because uh, they've got about uh, seven centers listed on their roster. <laughs> well, they have Alex Wenberg uh, that's listed as a center. Uh so, they, yeah, they seem to have a lot of centers, uh, Ryan Donato. So it'll be interesting to see how their, how their uh, lines shake out because, I mean, you, you figure Jordan Eberle is going to be the first-line right wing, and you figure on defense it's going to be what? Giordano and is it going to be Dunn on defense? Yeah, it very well could be. Uh, and Jamie Alexic, uh, Alexiak is, uh, is another really good one. Um, Carson Soucy's not bad. Uh, Hayden Fleury, I think, is going to get some time um, uh, on the ice. And, of course, Will Borgen is not bad. So, that, you know, overall they're not bad. But here's the thing, Rob. They're always going to be compared with the Vegas Golden Knights. No matter what they do this season, unless they uh, get to the Stanley Cup final and uh, win a Stanley Cup, they're always going to be the team that, oh, yeah, that other team that joined the league. I agree. I agree. And and could their general managers be any different? I mean, George McPhee was a wheeler and dealer and uh, held guys, the other GMs, to the fire. Whereas uh, Ron Francis, not so much. Went the nice guy route and really didn't, you know, stack his team the way McPhee was able to do uh, with his team. And and yet he still got some pretty good players. Uh, we'll we'll see how they gel. We'll see how they uh, play together. And we'll see if they play that loosey goosey style that Vegas did their first year. 
Well, Arizona State fans will be unhappy to know that they don't have Joey uh, Decord on their roster as a goaltender. They have Philip Grubauer and Chris Drager um, as their goaltenders on the current roster right now. So um, that that's a bummer because I think everybody was hoping that Joey would get a chance to crack that lineup. And who knows? Maybe he'll get a shot. Um, we'll keep hoping for that. I do need to throw out Will Borgen. Um, he's a friend of a friend from Moorhead, Minnesota. <laughs> so uh, – uh, let, let's see. We'll do some good things. Uh, he, he's definitely capable. 6'3", 205, a really good puck-moving defenseman. So we hope that uh, that Will fares well with the uh, um, say Seattle Kraken. Okay, last and certainly not least, anybody that's listening up in Vegas, your Vegas Golden Knights are up next. Uh, we didn't forget <laughs> about them. Um, their roster already needs to be adjusted because they have Patrick Brown on there. We found out today that uh, – he was the first uh, Vegas Golden Knight player ever to be claimed off waivers. <laughs> uh, at least that's what I'm told. I want to double-check that. But um, Vegas, of course, the favorite to win the Pacific Division. Um, let's start offensively with them. Did they get better offensively this year, Rob? Uh, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, Nolan Patrick's going to hopefully get a chance to prove he, he belongs in the NHL. Uh Max Pacioretty is, uh, I'm sure, chomping at the bit to get back out there. Uh, Jonathan Marshall, he's a sniper. Uh, you know, William Carlson, you could go down the list. They, they, you know, just if they returned everybody from last year, that's still a dynamic offense. Yeah, I think uh, Brett Howden is going to get some uh, some looks. I think yep. um, um, with Mark Stone and Alex Tuck, I mean, geez, you go down this roster, you're uh, – I'm relating this to college because I just watched ASU play Denver, and I said, my goodness, Denver had four lines on, on their forward lines, and you couldn't tell one from four, really. I mean, yeah, I guess that top line was a little bit a step above, but goodness gracious, they, they, were, just, um, they were just phenomenal. So uh, Vegas is definitely going to have the firepower. I think for Vegas it's going to be can they stay motivated for a full mm-hmm. 82 games and then carry it and uh, and move into the uh, the the playoffs, uh, ready to rock and roll. Um, defensively, I agree. I agree. Okay, so defensively, um, man, Alec Martinez, Braden McNabb, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theater, Zach Whitecloud. Uh, stop me when you find somebody that's no good. Dylan Cogburn, <laughs> Nicholas Hag. Uh, every one of their guys is mixing is uh, plug and play, mix and match, whatever you want to say. You forgot Braden McNabb. Uh, did I? I thought I said Braden. Okay, I, maybe oh, I, I didn't did. hear him. Braden McNabb. Uh, okay, so I no, haven't found are, a bad one yet. They're I haven't deep. found a bad they're, defenseman. They're, no, no, they're deep. They're they're very deep, and uh, this this could be. I'm trying to think who would give them. Would Edmonton be the team who who gives them their biggest run for their money? Who gives them the biggest challenge in the West? Calgary. Well, yeah, Seattle's going to see them, but <laughs> but I'm going to say it, it's Edmonton. Um, uh, San Jose will play them tough, but uh, boy, I, I think it's Vegas's uh, division to lose, if that's fair. And here's here's what I think, Rob. And this scares the crap out of me for Vegas. I I didn't like the the moving of uh, Mark Andre Fleury. I know you had to do something. Uh, I was hoping it would have been a restructuring of a deal. Um, I I just think uh, putting all your eggs in the Robin Leonard basket, for the most part. Um, is risky. Um, We know about his struggles um, off the ice, shall we say. Uh, 
when he's when he's on, he's really on. But when he's off, he can be really off. And when you're the guy you're they're depending on, you can't be off at no. all. And 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 he's going to go into some hostile environments after his comments. Oh goodness gracious, he is. Yes, he is. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. He's going to have to, no pun intended, but stand on his head. You know, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, use the head as, as a joke, but uh, he made these comments and he has to stand behind them. And, you know, he vilified uh, Elaine Vino. Uh, I mean, to call out, you know, specific coaches and names like that, other than just organizations in general. I mean, so you're going to have some angry people in some, in some cities that he uh, talked about. Uh, you know, again, he was sure he was sure to make nice to Vegas and say that they weren't one of the teams. Uh, but you know, again, you talk about locker room chemistry and how many times will these guys have to answer that question? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, the bright spot, and I still think a guy that deserved that backup role, uh, in goal is Logan Thompson. I mean, he was the, uh, the, uh, MVP goaltender, if you will, of the AHL last year in a, a shortened season, but goodness gracious, I watched him make some incredible saves and he's another one that seems like he got pushed down. Um, a little bit unfairly. I'm not sure if it's contract-wise or what, but I don't know what Logan Thompson did to not deserve uh, a backup spot. He's listed on the roster, but uh, Lauren Broussard is uh, Broussard. You know, Broussard. Broussard. Uh, Broussard. <laughs> maybe. Lauren Broussard is listed as the backup, and uh, you know, um, that's the way it is. We'll see what happens as things play out. So everything gets underway tomorrow night, Rob. You excited? I'm very excited. Uh, and talking about the Vegas situation, maybe they want uh, Logan Thompson get, to get another year of seasoning before and not have him just play, you know, 15, 20 games because if Grubauer is going to play that many games, you know, you'd rather have that guy. Grubauer? Grubauer? Not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Leonard. <laughs> Leonard. Not Grubauer. Leonard. Uh, Leonard will uh, play most of the games. Maybe he, they wanted him to be playing a lot of games. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of. But, but maybe, he's going, maybe that's he's going to have a lot of fun at the AHL level. <laughs> Maybe that's the case, but when you've already proven yourself as the best goaltender in the AHL, um, isn't the next step the NHL? Uh, I guess we'll find out. But we'll uh, uh, so just wrapping things up, and we talk about what Henderson gets out of it. Henderson lost a lot of offense, um, and and they're going to lean heavily on some guys to to produce and a lot of goaltending. We saw last night uh, not a lot of uh, offensive firepower as he took on Tucson. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with the AHL and the NHL. So, wow, we got that all done, Rob, and I have two minutes to spare. So um, give, just give us your opening night thoughts. Uh, that first one, uh, Pittsburgh traveling to Tampa Bay, that's not a chance for Pittsburgh, right? Well, they're going to be missing Crosby. He's not going to be in the lineup, so that's definitely going to hurt them. Malkin uh, too, right? Uh-huh. Isn't, Malkin, Mal- isn't Malkin also out? Yeah, I think they're missing like half their lineup. So it's going to be basically, uh, you know, Tampa Bay versus Hershey Bears. Uh, so <laughs> Tampa's opening up, you know, the season. Is, is that game in Tampa? Is that their home opener? So they're raising the That's banner. That's their home opener. Yeah, raising so the banner. We got Stanley the, Cup. So we got, the, we got the excitement. We got the emotions uh, to celebrate their Stanley Cup win. And then the game I think everybody's really wa- waiting to see is Vegas and, crack, and the Kraken. Uh, so they could debut their new road uniforms. And, uh, you know, and, and expansion uh, number two in the last few years is underway. Yep, totally agree with you. Okay, you got a game to go see. 
Um, I'm going to go eat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, watch thank, Golden Rain uh, Part 2. All right. Uh, the uh, And I'll give a big shout-out to Caesars again, Caesars Entertainment uh, being great partners and, and giving me a fantastic a couple of nights here up in the mountains. I will be sneaking out of here tomorrow, though, because I understand there's snow coming. Yeah, oh, snow. there's snow coming. Uh-oh. I'm getting out of here before the mountains get me. <laughs> I'll get back to Denver and it, it, they'll get a dusting. I understand maybe Friday morning, but a dusting is nothing compared to what you get in these mountain spots. So get me out of here before that happens and I'll be a happy man. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to. All right. Take it away, my mountain. friend. All right. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino is professional hockey. Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Summer Skates. Fall, winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casino, whether it's the Long Bar or the Andy Amo Steakhouse, we are more than just great gaming action. Book your spot at dd.com. Boost Mobile, where all plans include a mobile hotspot and America's largest 5G network for less. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, where we can provide for all your hockey needs on the ice or inline. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes you to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices, it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than actually eat it. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Refine your drive with M-Drive. The D Las Vegas Resort and Casinos Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Hey Alexa, turn on my ITHSW podcast. Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by the D Resort and Casino is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, we will look forward to uh, actual game action starting tomorrow on the NHL. Of course, on the 15th, the AHL gets started. Uh, stay tuned to ITHSW podcast. Stay tuned in to uh, NHL underscore ITHSW on Twitter and AHL underscore ITHSW on Twitter. And, of course, uh, IcetimeHockeySW.com on the website. All kinds of good stuff, Rob. Enjoy yourself. We will talk to you again next week. You got it. Have a great week.